Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 25th of January. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups. Uh, I'm Nadine Blaney here with Cara Ordway. I just introduced you because I just think we need to get to it. I mean, this was a really bad day. It was a hell of a day. Yes, so much red across the board. The market uh, falling 2.5% on the day. And considering what we saw in that bounce on Wall Street late yesterday, we didn't see that here today. Dead cat, you got to call it. Australian financial companies, the worst day in over one and a half years. That's what primarily weighed on the market. But broader sentiment was just weak everywhere. You know, there was no there was no place to hide really in terms of a sector. And that is because not only are we waiting for the FOMC, not only do we have geopolitical tensions, uh, but we had that inflation data today, Cara. Yeah, exactly. Incredibly hot. So, of course, we are expecting rate hikes now sooner than expected. And so that Aussie tech sector now down 23%. So officially in correction territory. But as you said, a lot of the sectors, financials, consumer discretionary, staples, healthcare, they're all down more than 10%. So okay. it's not looking good. Uh, yeah, we've got financials, consumer. It's, it's crazy. Small ores index is down by 12% off the highs. Um, you know, obviously we're recording this time stamping it close to five o'clock on Wednesday and we've got Bitcoin down by close to 2%, Ether down more than 2%, US S&P, E-mini futures down by 1.4%, NASDAQ futures down by 2%, but as last night proved... Anything can still happen. It's that uncertainty, right? Yeah. It's that volatility. Yeah, it's the volatility that's back. And of course, it is just centered around what the expectations are for central banks. And as you said, that CPI read today was incredibly hot. I mean, 2.7%. I mean, it's in their target band, but it's in the upper end. And a lot of people that I spoke to today, Warren Hogan from EQ Economics, said the RBA have got this completely wrong. It's there the problem now, and they need to admit that and kind of come to the party. Well, they'll have the opportunity, of course, because there's a meeting next week. Yep. And you've got to think, I mean, market expectations now are that they'll drop QE, drop forward guidance. Pretty much everybody is pricing in a rate hike this year. Don't forget yeah. 2024 was the mantra. I know. The last, crazy? The last mantra that we heard. And then we've got uh, RBA Governor Philip Lowe speaking at the National Press Club. Where there is a Q&A, I think, I think it might be impolite at times. Yeah, it probably will be. I mean, look, people have said that they're going to just kind of lean on the fact that we haven't seen wage inflation yet, which is their last kind of piece to the puzzle. But it will come because we've seen the labour squeeze, the labour shortages. We saw that really good jobs numbers uh, last week. So it's going to come. They just need to admit it, I think. Yeah, well, so do you think then that in terms of the Australian dollar, I mean, what's already priced in? 
Uh, look, at the moment, the, they're fairly conservative, the calls that I've seen. There's, you know, the, the guys out there that are, are pretty bearish and they're calling, you know, the real lows of 65. But the, the forecast from the banks kind of sit around that 73 handle. And that is really because we are also likely to see movement from the Fed as well, which, of course, comes this week, FOMC this week. But, um, yeah, look, to the top side, this week the high was 72.80. I don't think we'll see it push past that in the next two weeks, but it's kind of around that 73 handle that looks like a fair value at the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're watching the currency. Everything is live right now, um, really. So we've been speaking with a lot of people about what to do now. I mean, do you try to find a bargain? Do you uh, sell into any signs of strength? Um, we spoke with David Lane from Ward Manette, who said that you just need to keep calm and carry on investing, uh, looking for those sectors and stocks that will continue to benefit from the next phase of the cycle because that's what it is. It's a cycle, right, Car? Like, we yeah. knew that rates yeah. were eventually going to have to rise. Now, of course, the pace of which can really throw a spanner into the works. But the reality is, is that we've got gl rising inflation globally, and we've got improving economies globally. Exactly. And that's what we expected. I actually had a chat with um, Luke Larratty from Seneca Financial this afternoon. He said, we have shifted our portfolio considerably in the last three weeks. So it's looking at individual stocks now. We've rotated out of our positioning from 2021 and this is a new market so it's looking for new sectors and looking for the ones that are going to do well in this environment there is always are always um, stocks and sectors that will do well dave sequera from morningstar gave us a bunch bunch of names on his list as he looks toward the normalization of policy in the states and also talks about big tech of course it's a big week for u.s earnings in terms of big tech and we also if you'd like to access the show notes here's a title for you stocks to own when <laughs> chicken little comes calling so that is with the investors mutual mark whitaker i think that's well i'm going to go back and watch that i didn't see it live <laughs> so that's one on my list to watch and of course we have to consider that it was probably low volumes today we are heading into a public holiday tomorrow here in australia so potentially that had some mm -hmm. part to play. Exaggerated it. the moves. Yeah, yeah, exaggerated the moves and potentially we might see that going into the end of the next week. But you would think that everyone is going to be back on their desks next Monday. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the reality. That's that's the new market normal. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we've got a couple of days to get through until then. We've got the FOMC, which we'll be covering in detail from 8.30 a.m. live. Ozbiz returns to normal programming after <laughs> uh, taking our foot off the pedal to a little, a certain extent, over the Christmas and holiday and summer season. Um, I think it's worthwhile mentioning that uh, while we've got all this market volatility, the news carries on. Uh, the outperformer today was Coden. So Coden updated the market with a trading update ahead of reporting season, essentially lifting its uh, guided outlook and that did really great things for its share price it was up by close to 17 percent uh, we also had domain group today looking pretty good it had its price target lifted um, by a couple well it was by macquarie today by 22 percent to four dollars 90 per share so there were some um you know news related stories out there and don't forget we're in quarterly season and uh, we heard from fortescue another miner flagging some of those labor shortages and cost pressures. And that was the stock of the day. So here's Chris Conway from Marcus Today and Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Uh, FMG's update, you, you summed it up very nicely. You know, uh, a million tons more production, but the problem is that costs are going up. So it doesn't necessarily matter if you produce more, if it's costing you more to do so. 
This one, as we know, will be all about the iron ore price and the expectations thereof moving forward. Just from a pure price point perspective, though, it is uh, trading right around that $20 mark. I'd really like to see it hold here uh, and possibly bounce before putting some money to work. I just need a little bit more evidence rather than less that uh, it's moving in the right direction. I like the, the business more broadly. Chris is absolutely right about some of the short-term pressures. Um, but as he says, if you, if you like the longer-term story, then it's absolutely appropriate to look through some of those and say, what does the long-term look like? I do think it's probably a market beater from here. Uh, but as the price continues to rise, and again, as the iron ore price fluctuates, the upside is less obvious. And as Chris mentions, um, whether it manages, manages to continue recovery from the current price or not is probably one worth watching. So that is the assessment of Fortescue Metals. You can listen to more of what they had to say if you um, are in the mood to listen to the call podcast. It's about 60 minutes and you can do so maybe tomorrow if you're just lying around. Uh, but Fortescue was down by five and a quarter percent off the back of that quarterly. Yes, it was a negative day uh, for, you know, the material space overall. But Cara, you know, that's a pretty significant sell down. And when you consider that we did actually see iron ore futures rising uh, in the face of all the uncertainty today. Yeah, exactly. Look, only a few stocks rising today, but Zip was one of them. It's because of those takeover talks about Sezzle. I mean, that buy now, pay later space is pretty hot, isn't it? Once the afterpay deal went through, it was always going to be the next one in line. Well, I guess it, it's ripe for consolidation, ripe for M&A. But I did read a view today just saying that, uh, you know, the only option that these BNPL second tiers have now is to grow by acquisition yeah. because, uh, you know, regulation is pushing in. Yeah. You've got um, a real territory battle, you know, with the likes of Apple and Square. Yeah. So almost like this is, this is last last call. You know, yeah. this is there what they need to, to do to survive. Yeah, it's never going to continue like that. Right? No, there has to be consolidation. Yeah. Surely, I mean, I pay for everything with Apple on my phone, so you would think that Apple are going to do pretty well once they get their product to market. So, yeah, maybe yeah. it is a little bit of a last-ditch effort. Sign of the times. <laughs> um, look, we could just continue to stay here and rattle out stats about how poor this market uh, performed today. But um, we also don't want to distract from the fact that, look, it's a day off in terms of Aussie share trading tomorrow. Take it, enjoy it, step away from the screens. I plan to step away from the screens, you, Cara? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think maybe a bit of a barbecue. Yeah. Hopefully the weather is nice oh, in Sydney. Fingers crossed. It looks yeah. like we're missing the best of it today right now. Should we wrap it up? Yes. And we'll see you bright and early Sounds on Thursday. Good. All right. Have see a ya. good one. You too.